Father, we bless you today. We stand before you with a heart full of gratitude. Thank you for the goodness. Thank you for the mercies. Thank you for the enablement. And thank you for the strength. Thank you for our 21 day fasting. And thank you for the help to bring us to the end of our fasting today. We bless your name for all the goodness you have shown us. Thank you for bringing us together before your presence. Lord, to receive from you today. Touch every heart. Bless every soul. Move upon us today. Cause us to live with a miracle from today in the name of Jesus. Let a touch from heaven come upon us today. Let your glory be seen in our lives. Thank you for your presence and thank you for your power in the midst of your people. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we honor the Lord for the blessing to be here today. And the grace to be alive is a great blessing to be alive. This morning, I'm sharing with you briefly on um, the topic we began for the year, a year of Christ-like living. Today, I'm looking at uh, hindrances to Christ-like living. Pastor Hesba began that from last Sunday, and um, I'm continuing to the hindrances to Christ-like living. Please don't forget that it's a year of Christ-like living. It's a year we want to become like Christ. We want to become like him. So that should be your desire, that should be my desire. So every attitude, every behavior, the way we think, the way we do our things must become like Christ. We must press on to become like him. So please understand that it is possible to live like Christ. It is possible. Help me tell the person as you, it is possible to live like Christ. It is possible. Please tell another person, it is possible to live like Christ. Hallelujah. But there are always hindrances you need the grace of God to overcome for you to be able to live like Christ. Yeah, there are hindrances. If you really want to live like Christ, there are hindrances. You must understand. There are obstacles always on the way. And last week, Pastor Ezra preached a very powerful message on one of the hindrances to Christ-like living is the enemy. The enemy is interested that you live the same old life without living like Christ. That's what he's interested in. And I believe the law that the grace to overcome all satanic hindrances is removed in the name of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter number 6 from verse 10 to 18, you see how to be able to overcome the hindrances of the enemy. That prevents us from living like Christ. Ephesians 6 from verse 10 to 18, you can see that scripture from there. But one of the greatest hindrances to Christ-like living is wrong company or wrong friends. That's what I want to share with you this morning. So my, my, my message is entitled wrong company or wrong friends it is one of the major hindrances to christ-like living now relationships are very very important but it's not every relationship or friendship that will help you to move on in life yeah certain relationships and friends takes you backward you must understand that i hope you all know that i mean it's good to keep relationships but it's not every relationship that is very helpful for you and there are certain relationships or there are certain friends who takes you backward in life. And that's very much important. We shouldn't forget that. You can never live like Christ if you surround yourself with wrong people. 1 Corinthians 15, the verse 33. He said, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good life. So you can be a good person. You can be a nice guy. You can be a nice boy. But if you associate yourself with wrong people, you end up becoming a bad person. I'm telling you. You can be a good girl. You can be a good boy. You can be a good person. But if you find yourself in the wrong group of people, in the wrong company, there is no way that you can maintain that goodness. No. 
So Paul warns us that evil company. He said, "Do not be deceived. Don't think that oh, is that what he said? He said, "Do not be deceived. Oh, me, my, all my friends are unbelievers. Oh, my friend, no, 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 no." He said, "Do don't deceive yourself, because the power that want to drag you to the world is stronger." To, I mean, for you to be able to be on a safer side, he said, do, don't deceive yourself. Don't think that, oh, you are strong. Even the Bible said, the one who thinks he's standing should take heed, lest he does what? He falls. Do not be deceived, for evil company corrupts good life or good manners. So if you surround yourself with wrong people or with bad people, it will be very, very difficult for you to live the Christ-like life. Hallelujah. And you must understand that it's not everybody who is going where you are going. You must understand that. So you can't surround yourself with everybody. I always say that it's not everybody who is at the bus stop or at the airport is traveling. There are people who go to the airport just to see airplane taking up in the air. Some also just go to the airport, just, uh, they are just hawkers. There are some also who go to the airport just because they want to travel. There are some who just go there to see, hey, they say it's a nice airport. So it's not everybody you see at the airport who is traveling. It's not everybody you see at the bus stop who is going somewhere. There are people who are not going anywhere in life. So don't associate with people who are not going anywhere. Where you are going is not where they are going. Be very careful about the company you are keeping. The people you surround yourself with. Very much. If you really want to live like Christ, please, this is one of the major things you must look at. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. If you are going to the Vortag region and you find yourself among people who are going to Ashanti region, what will happen to you? By the time you realize that you are in the Ashanti region, by the time you come back and make the, the journey right, you have wasted so many years and so many time. I mean, you, have, you just waste your life. Many of you, because of wrong company, you are just wasting your destiny. You are just wasting. I'm telling you, you are wasting your life. Because you find yourself, by the time you realize that you have made a mistake, it will be too late for you. I'm telling you. It may not be too late, but you, you realize you have wasted your life. You have, because you find yourself among wrong people. Wrong company. And they are leading you on a journey and a path which is not your journey at all. It's not your journey. May God help us from today in Jesus' name. I said, may God help us in the name of Jesus. The scripture uh, we read once again from Second Samuel chapter 13. Very wonderful young man with a very promising future. The king's son, Amnon, David's son, who was heir to the throne. I mean, that one day this guy could have become the king like David. But he made a great mistake by befriending a bad guy. Give me the NIV verse. Listen, look at the way the NIV puts it. In the course of time, Amnon, son of David, look at this old, fell in love with his sister, Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom. They were coming from the same father but different mother. Can you imagine you fall in love with your sister, your biological sister, not somebody who is a Christian sister, Christian brother. You fell in love with that particular person. And, and he became so frustrated to the point that he became ill. Some love are stronger. How can you fall in love with a woman and you are sick of it? Fall in love with a man and you are dying. You are, you've gotten broken hearts. Because of Tama. And can he, this devil is wicked. Yeah. He puts, he, he gives you love which is not proper love. I mean, love another woman else, but how can you be sick and love your own sister to the point that you are sick because of her? So she was, I mean, virgin. Now, Amnon had a friend called Jonadab, son of Shemaiah, David's brother. Jonadab was a very shrewd, the word shrewd means that he was very bad boy. Smart. Sly. Very sly. 
S-L-Y. Sly. Very smart. He asked Amnon, I mean, why do the kids look so haggard? You look, your face looks some way. Won't you tell me? Amnon said to him, I'm in love with Tama, my brother Absalom's sister. Coming from the same father, but different mother. I'm in love with her. Go to bed and pretend. Listen to the advice. Now, let me ask you. If Pastor K is related to Nanama, and you know that that is her sister, and he comes to tell you that I'm in love with my sister, what will you tell him? The first thing you do, you slap him. Maybe because his mind is going some way. Oh no, what dream refuge? Let your mind come home. Because your mind is twisted. I mean, you don't answer anything. The first thing, pop, pop. can you see me well? Then you rub the face like, did you see me well? well, well. No, that's it. But instead of you doing that, you rather tell him, let me tell you, let me show you how to be able to get here. If Jonathan had told him, Master, you are getting mad. Because the first impression that Jonathan should have had was that you can't sleep with your sister. So the first is that, Master, I think there is something get over. Let's get some prophet or some man of God to pray for you now. Before it's too late. But rather, he encouraged Jonah and even gave him the strategies. What to do? We are not reading that, but he showed him how to go about it. Pretend as if you are sick and tell the old man, tell my sister to come and cook for me and bring you to my room. When they go to the house, when everybody comes, sack everybody, tell uh, um, Tama, bring the food to my room and whatever. And when she comes, repair. What? All kinds of things. Do you know what happened to him at the end of the day? What happened to Amnon? After two years, he absolutely didn't say anything. Had a party and invited all the king's sons. And told the people, the moment you see Amnon come to the party, everybody, kill him. The one who was heir to the throne, they just, they just, uh, his destiny was cut short because of bad friends. Many of you, because of the certain association you find yourself in, if you don't take care, the end will not be too well for you. But I pray that from today, any bad company you find yourself in, may God enable you to disconnect you from that bad company. Any relationship that will lead you to death, that will lead you to destruction, that will lead you to your shame. May God disconnect you from such people and such friends. May you never even meet them on your way. May you miss them on the journey of life. I say, may you miss the men and women who come into your life to destroy you. May you miss them. May you miss them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Please understand that the friends you keep will either make your life better or it will destroy your destiny. So the friends you keep around you matters a lot. The people around you matters a lot. Another wonderful guy called King Rehoboam. Hmm. In 1 Kings chapter number 12 from verse 1 to 17. Let me just tell you the story. This when you go just read it. 1 Kings 12, 1 to 7. This Rehoboam, very young man, a king, doing very well. But one day, some part of the tribes of Israel went to him and said to him, please, when your father was alive, he, he put a lot of heavy tax on us. Please reduce the tax and all that and uh, we'll continue to serve you. So, Rehoboam went to talk to the, um, the elders and the elders advised him, let me tell you this, make sure that you reduce the tax for them. When you reduce it for them, they will continue to serve under you. But if you say anything different, you'll find yourself in trouble. And listen to this. The Bible said after he had spoken to the elders, listen to what happened. Please go to maybe verse 5. Move on. Verse 5. Rehoboam answered, go away for three days and, I, and come back to So the people went away. Then Kiroboam consulted elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people? He asked. 
They replied, if today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them favorable answer, they will always continue to be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. Now when he continued to read this story, they asked, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who said to me, lighten the yoke your father put on, I mean, on us? Asking his young men or his friends. The young men who had grown up with him replied, tell these people who have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Tell them, my little finger is even thicker than my father's waist. <laughs> wrong company. You see, many of you, eh, you have taken wrong decisions because of the people you have been talking to. You don't have good people you have, you have been talking to. No, I'm going to share with you the people you must disconnect from. And I'm also going to share with you the people you must try to make them as your friends and how to attract good people to yourself. That's what we are going to look at. There are certain people you must do away with them in your life from today. If you find yourself in the people I'm going to share with you from today, leave them. Who are the people that you talk to and who are the people who advises you? Many of you, the people you consult with, the, the people you, 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 you share your ideas with, the people you talk to are not good people. It's only your peers, your age group. Or never find your age group. I pity you. No, I'm telling you. One day, one pastor friend, we were talking and I told him, he said, you, if I have a marital problem, I will not tell you. He asked me, oh, so why are you saying that? I said, in the first place, where is your wife? You are not married. I have married for 20 years. And if I want any advice, going through any challenge in my marriage, are you the person for me to talk to? No, what advice do you have to give me? Nothing. So, for the people who have been advising and talking to you are your disgrace and they will be your problem. I'm telling you. How can you share deep things with your age group? You want to move on in life and the people you talk to are your age group. Your peers. Ah! I can't, I can't think far. I can't understand. Sorry. <laughs> I can't understand what I'm saying. How come? Your peers. May you never meet people who will destroy your destiny in the name of Jesus. I said, may you never meet people who will destroy your destiny in the name of Jesus. Samson thought that he has found a very good companion. I found a very wonderful friend. But he didn't know that he found his death. There are certain relationships that will lead you to death. There are certain men you are not supposed to marry. They will kill you. There are certain women you are not supposed to marry. They will kill you. I'm telling you. He thought he has found the sweetest, the loving woman. But little did he know that he has found his death. The woman he married was the woman who killed him. But please listen to me. There are men Delilah's and there are women Delilah's. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. There are some men when they come in, they come to destroy you. The man you have gotten involved with will be the man who will destroy you. May God disconnect you and take your path far away from men and women who the enemy has orchestrated to destroy your destiny and destroy your life in the name of Jesus. You will never meet the man who will destroy your life in the name of Jesus. You will never meet the woman who will destroy your destiny in the name of Jesus. May God disconnect you from them. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May God help us. Every company you keep influences your life negatively or positively. May your eyes be open. To avoid every wrong person in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, there are great 
relationships and great company in the Bible like David and Jonathan, for example, who were very, very close, very good friends. In First Samuel 18, verse 1 and 2, when um, uh, Jonathan died, he said, after David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one of his spirit with him and he loved him as what? Himself. Verse 2. For that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him go, return to his father. The verse 1 says that when they met, the first time David saw Jonathan, they fell in love. When he died, when Jonathan died, David says something that touched my heart. Let's, let's look at that scripture. In 2 Samuel 1, the verse 26. 2 Samuel 1, 26. Listen to what David said. I'm talking about great relationships, great friendship that God will give us. I grieve for you, Jonathan, my what? My brother. They were not biological brothers. They were just friends. They just met, but they became, they bonded to become like brothers. You were very dear to me. Your love for me was wonderful than the love of women. Then I realized that it is not only women who can love you. I'm telling you. Sometimes you hear that, oh, women love more than men. You lie. There are some men who can even love you more than a woman can love you. He said, your love for me was deep. Than the love of a woman. Oh, may God bring people on your way who will love you genuinely, Amen. deeply. May God bring the men and the women on your way who will love you from the deepest of their hearts. In the name of Jesus. Great friendship, great relationship that is based on love, that is based on affection, that is based on, on, on good intentions. Listen to me. Interestingly, even when Jonathan died, their relationship did not even end there. It went on beyond and got even to the son of Jonathan, Mephibosheth. One day, when David became king one day, he sat down and said, is there anybody in the house of Saul that because of Jonathan, I should show God mercies? And they said, oh, there is somebody there. What's the name? He said, Mephibosheth. He said, call him. Mephibosheth was crippled at that time, which he was not supposed to come to the palace. But because of the relationship between the father and David, he said, because of your father, Jonathan, I will do you good. I pray that the relation God is bringing on will move beyond us, go to our children's children, generations after us. May God help us to experience that in the name of Jesus. So of your friendship will only end when you are not there. But I'm looking at friendships, relationships that will move beyond. When you are dead and gone, our children will still keep that relationship, that bond, that unity, that oneness and help each other. Have each other's interests at heart. Even though we are not coming from the same biological fathers and mothers, but deep relationships that moves beyond us. I'm telling you. That scripture can be looked at from 2 Samuel 9 from verse 1 to 7 when David called for Mephibosheth and helped him. We can also look at Naomi and Ruth. Very wonderful and great relationship. Naomi and Ruth. Just a mother-in-law, the children are dead. Your husband is dead. Go to your people. Go to Moab. He said, no, I will follow you. Great relationship. Where you die is where I will die. Where you be buried is where I will be buried. Then he asked, please go back. I mean, Ruth chapter 1 from verse 16 downwards. The Bible said that when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she gave up. And the two of them went together. They started that strong relationship. Some of you people cannot work with you for long. Yeah. You can't keep friends. Because of the way you are. Every day you are changing friends. When people get close to you, they, they want to withdraw. Look at this. But don't urge me to leave you. Please. Because of the way you are. May people find it difficult to be able to live your life. Amen. May people not be quick. 
to leave you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be Ro. Where you die, I will die. There I will also be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely. If anything but death, it's not husband and wife. This is a mother-in-law. So if your mother-in-law says, may, may God make you a good mother-in-law. And may God also give you good mother-in-laws. May you also become good father-in-law. In Jesus' name. She realized that Ruth was determined. So they went together. Hallelujah. Now what happened? Ruth chapter number 2. From verse 11 and 12. Ruth chapter number 2. 11 and 12. Boaz replied. I have been told all about talking to. Boaz is a relative to uh, Naomi. So when they went to Bethlehem, Judah. The Bible said that um, I mean, the, Naomi told uh, Boaz everything about what Ruth had done and all that. So I have been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with the people you don't even know. Verse 12. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. Ah, yeah. Good relationship pace. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord. May the God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May God reward you. Every good relationship comes with rewards. Now listen to what happened. Go to chapter 3 verse 1. The same roof chapter 3 verse 1. One day Naomi her mother-in-law said to her my daughter, should I not try to find a home for you where you also be well provided? Said, listen to me. Because you have been good, you have kept this relationship. I will also make sure I get a husband for you. Amen. Because of you may somebody introduce you to good people. Amen. Because of your... You know some people you can't introduce them. One day, one of our church members was looking for somebody to take care of a shop. Some years ago, I think about 13, 12 years ago. And I introduced somebody in the church. I was there, the person called me, the person was crying. So I saw for a while. The person has chopped all the milo in the shop. <laughs> there are some people, because of the way you are, it's very difficult for us to introduce you. He said, shouldn't I connect you? Boaz was a very rich man. Do you know what Naomi did? Naomi advised Ruth. And by the end of the day, Boaz got married to Rufo. Yeah. And through Ruth, we had Jesus Christ. That's the story. May you keep good and wonderful relationships in the name of Jesus. I see that grace coming upon you. I said, I see that grace coming upon you from today in the name of Jesus. May God help us from today. Now, I want to share with you briefly, my time is fast spent. Friends, you are not supposed to keep. People you are not supposed to keep around you. Please understand that not everybody can be your friend. Not everybody can be your friend. Help me tell the person that you not everybody can be your friend. And please help me tell the person once again, we are told from the word of the Lord to love everyone but not to befriend everybody. I love you alright, but you're not my friend. We are told to love everyone, but not to befriend. It's not by force. Friendship is not by force. It's a choice. Now, Proverbs chapter number 12, the verse 20 says, give me the New King James Version. Listen to what it says. Proverbs chapter number 12, the verse 20 says, it says, the righteous should choose his friends. Can we all read together? One to go. For the way of the wicked. So if you don't choose your friends carefully. And you find yourself among wicked people. Your life will go astray. 
The righteous chooses his friends carefully. So I love you with the love of the Lord, but you are not my friend. I choose carefully. Be choosy. Be choosy. When it comes to friendship and those who are close to you, be choosy. Choose well. Choose well. Hallelujah. The righteous chooses his friend. I'm sharing about seven things with you. Seven groups of people you must disconnect from. Number one. The first group of people you must disconnect from are what the Bible calls them unbelievers. People who doesn't share the same faith with you. People who are not Christians. People who have not given their lives to Christ. No matter how good they may be, they should not become your closest friends. And in the case of Second Corinthians 6, 14 to 15. He said, do not be yoked together with what? Unbelievers. Unbelievers are those who have not accepted Christ the way you have accepted Christ. They don't know Jesus. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light? Because you are the light, alright? And they are darkness. What fellowship? Many of you, your closest friends are unbelievers. Those who are very close to you, your tight, your body, body. Body. What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have? Listen to this. What does a believer have in common with unbelief? Because your ideas are different. Where you are going is different. Where I'm also going is different. What you do is different. What I think is different. How can we be together? Listen to me. When I gave my life to Christ, I did not tell my friends that we are separating. But the thing happened naturally. If you are really giving your life to Christ, eh, and you are getting to know God, you will see that all the old people, old friends, they will, they will just be disconnecting. Because your interest is different from their interest. Where you are going is different. The way they talk, even the talks are different. I mean, it will just ha- they will just be disconnecting gradually. But some of you have given your life to Christ, but the, the people you used to work with, you used to eat with, you used to go disco and drink with, they are still the same friends you have. Mercy. From today, receive the grace to disconnect from every unbeliever. I said, receive the grace to disconnect from every unbeliever in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is nothing you can do together. I mean, you don't have a common cause. Everything is different. We are not the same. That is the first group of people you, you must disconnect from. Number two, the second group of people, friends, you are not supposed to keep is Christians who are immoral. They are Christians, all right. They are in the church, all right. But their lives are not proper. First Corinthians chapter number 5, from verse 9 to 11. Listen to this carefully. First Corinthians 5, 9 to 11. He said, I have written to you my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Continue. Not at all, meaning the people of this world who are immoral, or the greedy and swindlers, or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. But now I am writing you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother. During those times, they, they call themselves brothers and sisters in the church. So she's my sister, she's my brother. But when you identify that brother and that sister in the church is sexually immoral, he said, with anyone who calls himself brother or sister, but is sexually what? Immoral or greedy, an idolater or a slanderer, a drunkard or a slender, with such a man, do not even eat with the person. So you can see that there are people in the church, they are Christians, all right, but their lives are contrary. Listen to me. Nobody is righteous here. We are righteous by the grace of God. 
And nobody is perfect. Let me put it that nobody is perfect. We are all designed to be perfect. So when you identify Christians in the church, you are not desiring to live right. But they are comfortable with their old lifestyle. They don't care about the way they live their lives. Please disconnect from them. I'm telling you. Especially if you used to live a particular lifestyle and you want to stop. And the friend you came to meet in the church is in that same old lifestyle. It will never help you. I'm running away from something and I've come to meet you. You want to take me back in the church? Hey! I'm not going back. He said, not that I've reached perfection, but I press on. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But we are all thriving. We are, we are all struggling to become like Christ. So the person can be in church, but if the person's life is immoral, disconnect. Disconnect because it is something you... Can you imagine that you are a fornicator when you came to the church? I mean, you're giving your life to Christ. You want God to change you. And the friend you found in the church is always talking about fornication. Or used to drink. And you give your life to Christ. You want to run, you want to run away from drinking. And the person you found in the church doesn't see anything wrong. Oh, boys, boys. Oh, dear. Oh, let's enjoy ourselves. And you find yourself, the friend is not helping you. What do you have to do? Disconnect. Tell the person, if you don't change, I'm disconnecting. Tell the person, if you don't change, I'm disconnecting. Look at the person's face and tell the person, if you don't change, I am disconnecting. Yeah. If, you, if you're a young sister here and you see a brother always trying to push you, always trying to touch you, always say, hey, brother, hey, hey, please. Don't go that far. Steady. God, don't forget, before he started, he has pushed so many women like that too. You are the third victim. You are the fourth. You see a woman in the church always trying to get close to you. I say, hey, boy, push you, push you, push you. Be careful. Tell the person, I am coming from far away. Do I walk forward or I walk backward? Tell person, I'm disconnecting from today. So please watch such believers. I'm telling you, even in that, you see the person in the church, you have, I love you with a lot, but please, we are not close. No, 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 no. If I used to call you, I'll not call you. If I used to, we, we chat, we talk all the time on words. No, no, please, I disconnect. No, 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 no. Because you will not help me in my work. You will not help me to become like Christ. You will not help me in any way. I'm disconnecting. The third group of people, you should not make them as your friends, are people who gives you bad advice or encourages you to do evil. People who gives you bad advice. Like what Jonadab did to Amnon. Instead of Jonadab to rebuke Amnon, he rather encouraged him to do evil. There are friends like that. There are friends like that. They encourages you to do evil. Hmm. They give you bad advice. Somebody insulted somebody or whatever. I mean, you know, girls, girls fight. And I uh, want to tell the friend, say, ah, what this lady did, I didn't like it at all. So what did she do? Ah, you know what I mean? When I was coming, she just, I mean, she was, she was talking to me about, uh, talking to her, the friend about me and she, they were insulting me. And what did you do? Oh, me, I just look at them and I just pass you are a fool, Papa. This, this is, you, are, you are a fool. Me, if I'm going to say something for me, we don't use stupidity to pass my, my kitchen back. Me, me, uh, my house back. You can't do that. Hey! And I'll, you just look ahead for, and I'll hear the sound of coy. And truly, truly, the lady went with a friend and they wanted to fight. Who gives you bad talent? I've gotten a man, Bill. But it's interestingly, the man is a married man. 
Hey. I read something on the, the internet, I think three days ago. And one actress said that, if you're a married man and you cross my way, I will grab you. I will not let you go. And a friend tells you, oh, I've gotten a man right now. Oh, wonderful. We praise God. But unfortunately, he's a married man. Oh, marriage is a title. <laughs> they are the good ones. They are the ones who pay well. well. Help me tell the person, they are the ones who pay well. <laughs> hey, bad friends, bad company. They will never advise you well. Never advise you. Disconnect. When you talk to a friend about a particular situation and the person is not able to correct you or say something which does not agree to what you want to do, watch that friend. It may not be a good friend. There are people that when you are doing evil, they are happy. Because of time, First Corinthians 5, verse 1 to 2, about a, a case that happened. A young man was in the church in Corinth. He was in the church, oh, and he was sleeping with... Uh, his father's wife. That was a stepmother. And they were in the same church. And do you know what happened? When some of the people heard about it, they were happy. Ah, Charlie, why are they? More people. Yeah, First Corinthians 5, 1 and 2. So Paul was so angry that this should have happened. Even unbelievers will never do what you are doing. How can this happen in the church? That somebody is sleeping with their stepmother. And you people are not even quiet, but you are happy. You are, jo- you are rejoicing. That's it. That's why. It's actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. And of a kind that does not even occur, even among unbelievers. A man has his father's wife. A man has what? And what happened? Verse 2. And you are proud. You are fool. Say so you are full and you are proud about this? You are happy? These are people like that. Who encourages you to do? When you are wrong, they can't tell you. When I move on to a, the, the people you must take as your friends, you must take somebody that when you are wrong, can look at your face and say, hey, Madame, you are a fool. You did wrong. When I get to the people you must take as your friends. If you are walking with somebody who cannot look at you and tell you if you don't do something right, it doesn't tell you. that It's not a bad person. I mean, it's not a good person. Disconnect from that person, I'm telling you. Disconnect. Since you became friends with that person, the person has never told you something wrong you have done. What kind of person? Are you always right? When you are wrong, the person cannot tell you. That person is not a good friend. Disconnect from that person. Disconnect. We all need people in our lives who can look at your face and tell you without fear. Tell them, you are wrong. Do the right thing. You are stupid. You are foolish. <laughs> if it comes to insult, insult the person. Tell the person. Who did not tell me we are not found your damn Don't call him baby. Or tell me who said now what you pass on first. That's how it is. May God help us. Number four. People who fight success, there are certain friends who always see something wrong with good things in your life. They, when they see the people are succeeding, they don't talk well about successful people. Watch such, such friends. When you get a new, something new on yourself, you can see that they are not happy. Watch them. A past, two pastors were walking. They saw a friend driving a car. And another, another person was sitting in front. So when they met, they said, hey, God bless you. Said, oh, what about this car? So this, that, that's my new car. And the one person who was walking, the woman he heard that this is my new car, his face changed. Oh, yeah. And when they moved the car, the person was sitting in front with the other friend. He said, Hey, I'm in country. Please, it's, that's an example. He said, It has, when you said that the car is yours, the thing has pained him in his heart. 
Why should I walk and you sit in a car? There are friends like that. They, who, they are not happy when you are moving on. There are people like, I'm telling you. Their face change. Oh, they are not married, so you are not supposed to marry. No, 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 no. Oh, I've gotten somebody who wants to marry me. You're not correct. Oh, I want to start a, I've gotten some money. I want to start something. They are not good people. Yeah. When you dress nice, it hurts them. When you, even you can see from their faces. When you put on a wig, it hurts them. When God is blessed, things are becoming better. There are people who doesn't love success. They, and what people talk about other people's success, oh. What's such people? What's such people? Hey, these girls. Hmm. If it's cocaine money, how does it concern you? Go and get your own. How does it concern you? May God help us. Number five. So don't work with such people. People who fight success. Such people are very ungrateful people. Always forgetful people. They don't remember any good thing. Yeah. Don't work with such people. Though. People who are fighting their mothers, who are fighting their fathers. Hey! Fighting their pastors. Don't walk with such No, 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 no. Don't walk with such people. They are demons in human flesh in disguise. Don't walk with them. Number five. Tail bearers and flatters. Tail bearers. Proverbs 20, verse 19. Tail bearers. People who talk too much. Every day they have something to say. Watch some people. A gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid a man who talks too much. Kasa. Everybody say avoid. avoid. That's it. Please, I love you, but I'll avoid you because of the way you talk. Oh, kasado, oh, kasa. Boys, kasa, girls, kasa. Help me as a person. Are you that type? Talk too much. Every day they meet you, they have something to tell you. And this person did that to me. And that person did that. Hey, have you heard those people? Have you heard? Have you heard those people? Have you heard those people? Have you heard those people? Have you heard? Every day, their ears are their ears and as looking for something. <laughs> when people are standing, you are talking with uh, the two of you are talking, and I'm passing by. What did they say? <laughs> no, there are people like that. Obi Karasima Somebody is talking to somebody, it doesn't concern you. Why do you want to listen to what they are saying? How does it concern you? If Pastor K. Is standing there with a dolphin and they are discussing, they are talking. Don't you can't hear what they are saying? What is your problem? You you cry, what is your problem? We said what is wrong with you? Tell bearers, gossips. Tell the person from today, stop that. Ah! Stop it. How does it concern you? How does it concern you? Somebody's close to somebody small. Hey! You cry. I don't know how. I mean, what is wrong? What is, what is actually wrong? So, so nobody can talk to anybody. Nobody can befriend anybody in the church. What is wrong with you? Tell bearers, gossips, avoid People who talk too much. Let me tell you this. If you don't avoid the people who talk too much, they will start talking about you. I'm telling you. You take it from me. They can never go to another place and keep quiet. They will certainly talk about you. So when you find somebody in the church, at your workplace, anywhere you find a person, and say that this person, ah, would you, 
God bless you. See you later. Bye. I'll come to the church. Is everything okay? Wonderful. But to engage me in the conversation, please. I don't have time. Next, I'll see you later. Somebody comes to your office, come to your shop to come and sit down. All that you come to do is to talk about people. Those who are passing by. Talk about old issues. Talk about friends. Talk about... Hey, 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 please, don't bring that here. Don't, don't bring yourself. Don't bring, no, no, please, I'm not interested in that. Avoid such people. It will help you. I said it will help you. They are not people to associate and to be connected with. So avoid tailbearers and flatters. Those who flatter you. Mm. Oh, very nice. jelly. Yeah, flatter. They will flatter you. Even when you are wrong, they are flattering you. Oh, yeah, dear, yeah. Why are dear? Well done. Hey, I have so many examples, but because of time. Those who flatter. Be careful about such people. Always flatter. Sometimes they, they will flatter you, but they speak bad behind you. Yeah, they flatter. Watch such people. It's part of the same number five. Number six, inconsistent or fair weather friends. Avoid them. That is Proverbs 17 17. Inconsistent or fair weather friends. Is that a friend loves at all times. And the brother is born out of adversity. Now listen to this. Please listen to me carefully. When you become a friend with someone, your friendship should grow to the point that it goes beyond a normal friend and it becomes like a brother. That's how God wants it. For example, our friendship has gone beyond just a church relationship. It is deeper than that. That's how God wants it. There are people that when God brings them on your way, they become like brothers and sisters. Even though you are not coming from the same biological father and mother. That's how God wants it to be. And it says that, that, but there are others also, a friend loves at all times. There are others also, they love you because of what they can get from you. They are inconsistent or fair weather friends. Because of what they are getting from you, they are close. When they can get what they can get, they are close. But when they don't get it, they withdraw. We call them fair weather or inconsistent friends. Watch such people. There are people that when they come into your life, you can see that they are coming for something. That's the reason why they have come into your life. Watch. There are many women in this church who have become like a mother to me. And nothing can separate us. So please watch inconsistent friends. We are ending those relationships from today. In Jesus' name. I mean, you can see that they are in your life just to take advantage of you. They, are in your life. they want to take advantage. Yeah. You are a young lady. You see a young man getting close. You can see that, hey, this one, not, not for marriage. It is just you want to see what is there. Be watchful. Watch. Let your eyes be open. Number seven, avoid pretenders. Avoid pretenders. That are those who pretend they love you, but they talk negative behind you, or they don't talk well behind you. Psalm 55, 20 to 21. Pretenders. There are many people. There are many. My companion attacks his friends. He violates his covenant. His speech is smooth as butter, yet war in his heart. He talks nicely with you, but in the heart. His words are more soothing. <sighs> His speech is smooth like butter, yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. These are the people who call pretenders. They pretend to be nice. They pretend to love you. They pretend, ah, you are important to them. But deep down within their heart, they don't wish you well. Do you know that somebody can be nice to you, but yet be talking behind you? I'm telling you. 
That is the reason why you must be very careful about the people you share your issues with. Many of you, you talk by heart. Everybody knows your issue. All that is happening in your marriage, all that is happening in your home, all that is happening at your workplace, everything in your, your children, everything people know. You don't have any secret. You talk like uh, parrots. You know parrots? <laughs> Pretenders. They pretend they love you. Let me tell you, one of the ways to know that people genuinely love you is when you offend them. The person who says he loves you or she loves you, offend the person. Let's see what happens. Because your love is proven by the person's offenses. If a man say he loves you, a woman say he loves you, and you offend the person, the person cannot forgive you, and the person becomes... Yeah. There are people that say they love you, but when you step on them, there you see the others as if they were not your friends. As if they don't people who said they didn't love you. When you step on, they'll smile with you, alright? But when you step or you do something against them, the way they will do you, eh? It's a proof of their love. It means that they don't really love you. Hallelujah. May God connect us to genuine and right people. The last one, number eight, in closing, don't make friends with the media. Don't make friends with the media. Hmm. Whether print or electronics. I'm talking about the general media. Whether newspapers or social media, the internet, the WhatsApp, the Facebook. Don't make friends with such people. They are also people. Many of you don't talk to human beings too much, but you talk to your social media more than anything. You are close to social media more than anything. Many of you, you are getting destroyed, not because of a human being, but because of the media. The media is destroying you. The things you watch on television is destroying you. The things you watch on WhatsApp, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, certain sites you go are destroying you. Yeah? They are teaching you bad things. They are also friends you keep. And from today, any social media in any form that you are communicating with, the social media is talking to you. You are also doing it. From today, receive the grace to disconnect in the name of Jesus. Some of you are good, eh? But the things that you are watching are communicating with you. It's making you a bad person. Oh, yeah. Emma Adrian Bon. Emma, what's it? Whoop you Bon. There's a Nema Arabia word television, eh? Internet to don't hallelujah are you clapping to the lord are you clapping? please after me say in the name of jesus father from today i receive the grace to disconnect from every bad relationship from every bad company from every bad friend in the name of jesus I receive the grace. As you are praying, think about the people who you must disconnect from. I receive the grace to disconnect from this man, from this woman, from this friend, that person. Because this person is not helping me for my life to move on. Oh, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please, after me, say in the name of Jesus. Father, I receive the grace from today. Connect me, Lord, to the right people. Help me, Lord, to choose my friends wisely and with your direction. Men and women who matter, who help my destiny, 
to move on. Connect me, Lord, to such people in the name of Jesus. One minute, can you please lift up us and pray? Talk to God one minute. Lift up your voice and talk to God right now. I want to live like Christ. But I must disconnect from wrong people. Wrong friends. Friends who teaches me to do wrong things. Friends whose lives are not correct. Friends whose life are not Christ-like. Friends who lead me into sin. Who lead me into bad things. I receive the grace to disconnect. Lord, connect me to the right people. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We are grateful to you. Thank you for your word. Let the grace and the strength to disconnect from wrong people be released upon us from today. Enable us, Lord, to do what is right. Order our steps in the right and good relationships. Cause our destinies to blossom and to be blessed through right company. Cause us to choose right companies for right living. We want to live like Christ. We want to become like Christ. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We know that we cannot live like you with wrong friends, with wrong company. But we can live right and become like you with the right people that we associate with. Help us today to associate with the right people so that our destinies can become better and we can live like our master. Let this grace be released upon your church, upon your people, upon all the branches. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' holy name. Amen.